welcome to the Casey City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Good morning, everybody. From my darling wife and myself, we wish all families, you and your family, thank you, a blessed and a wonderful Christmas. May the person that we celebrate become a reality to every party in your family over this Christmas season. Because it's not so much about us as it is about him, the King of Glory. For this month, I presume, we have been talking on hope, hope, the light for Christmas. And I endeavor to continue just sharing on hope and the Christmas story, which is the true story and the greatest story on earth. Hallelujah. For my reading, I will be looking at the gospel according to St. Matthew. And uh, we will read all about Jesus. Just let's get in order here. Matthew chapter 1. And uh, the story of Jesus is always an amazing story. It's the best story that the world has ever known. In St. Matthew, chapter 1, verse 21, it says as follows. Joseph had a divine visitation via dream. And the angel spoke to him. What really amazes me about the angels? Zechariah was in the temple and there was an angel that spoke to him. What's very interesting that this angel had a name. His name is Gabriel. To the shepherds and to others, the same angel appeared. And he introduced himself and he said his name is Gabriel. What's so amazing about this angel? I go over to the Book of Daniel 8 and 9. Angel appeared to Daniel. And this angel said, My name is Gabriel. Spanning a couple of hundred years, if not a thousand, the same angel appeared to Gabriel. And now a couple of hundred years later, he appears again to Mary, to the shepherds. He says, my name is 
Gabriel. It's amazing to think that we can have the joy of angels. I call my angel Mikey. Michael. I call my angel Mikey. Because I believe in the ministry of angels. That's biblical. You seem to be very quiet as if you've stolen something at home. Now you come here to hide. <laughs> Do you know that your children has angels standing in the presence of God? The Bible says, do you know that you have an angel that watches? The Bible says the angels of the Lord and campeth around those who fear him. Do you fear him? Anybody? Oh, not this side. Okay, you guys over there. You have an angel. Turn to somebody and say, you know, I have an angel watching over me. Turn to somebody quickly, quickly, short and sweet. Hey, some of you are not saying a thing. You don't believe this thing that I'm talking about. But that's fine. And this angel spoke to Joseph in a dream. And he says that she will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sin. Okay, you must hold on to that. Later on, the angel continues speaking. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through his prophets. So God's word prophesy always have a fulfillment. Okay. Uh, okay, are we? Yeah. Uh, am I at the wrong church this morning? Did I get the wrong address? God's word always has a fulfillment. And he says, which is fulfilled, a virgin shall conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel. They will call his name Emmanuel. Which means God with us. God with us. Thinking about this theme of hope, I looked at certain quotations from men of standing, wanting to know what's their thoughts about hope, concerning hope. Because as we are seated here, we are not hopeless. It's all on this side. This side has decided, well, we are not going to beg for, for, what's the white and black colors? The team that has the white? Collingwood. They're not going to vote for Collingwood today, so they are angry with Collingwood. Okay, you believe that? We have angels. Yeah, I'm getting you now because, you see, my money comes from this side. I'm joking. Don't be so serious. Your face won't crack when you smile. <laughs> this is church. 
It's not a mortuary. It's a church. So you can, you can smile. If you have the peace of God in your heart, you can smile. So I looked up. I know you're trying to take in, but take in laughingly, joyfully. Okay. So I looked up what the great men said about hope, and this is what I discovered. There was one of our Nobel Prize winners in South Africa in 1984. His name was Archbishop Desmond Tutu. He was a great man, a veteran who stood for the truth, righteousness, but he also was a voice in apartheid. You remember we had apartheid in our day. I grew up in apartheid. I was part of apartheid, but they didn't know I was white on the inside. <laughs> they didn't know that. And this is what Desmond Tutu said. Hope is being able to see that there is light in spite or despite of all the darkness. Amen. There's light in spite of all the darkness. That you must personify that. Take that unto yourself that there is light. Doesn't matter what, where or who you are. Where you find yourself, what's happening to you, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Robert Schuller says the following. Let our hopes, not our hurts, shape our future. You got it? Let our hopes, not our hurts, shape our future because people has the tendency to hang on to hurts. They hang on to hurts day in and day out, night in and night, night out. Year after year, they're still in their hurts. It happened a thousand years ago, but they're still in their hurts. They just love the hurts and to pacify themselves with hurts. But I like what Shula said. Let your hope not your hurt. Shape your future. Hallelujah. I almost feel like preaching. If I would have continued in my hurt, you must remember I grew up in segregation, hatred, bitterness between whites and black. I grew up among that. Couldn't go to a white restaurant. Couldn't go to a white cinema, couldn't go to the white beach. Hello, did you hear what I said? There was a sign up on the beach saying white only. And the animosity and the hurts and the anger in our hearts, the rebellion was there. But God, 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 God did something for me. And out of my hurts, it happened. You know, where did it happen? It happened in Jerusalem. I was in Jerusalem. I'm not talking about the Jerusalem. Ah, I'm talking about Jerusalem. I was sitting in Jerusalem in the garden tomb one morning. And a preacher by the name of Selvin Hughes got up and said, if you were the only person on this earth, God would have sent his son to die just for you. Please see this. Please see this, man. See this. 
God would have sent his only son if you were the only son on earth just for you. I realized that moment. Irrespective of my pigmentation of my skin. I was valuable. I was important. I was somebody. Hallelujah. And not a nobody. That day in Jerusalem, God touched me and showed me my value and how much he loved me. That I mean something to him. He loves me with an everlasting. It radically changed my life. Changed my behavior pattern. I even married a white wife. For the hopeless. I I always get excited when I talk about the Lord and me. You see, because this thing is personal. It's not about Jack staying next to you, or Mary, or Peter, or the pastor, or the other. No, no, no. It's about you and Jesus first. Then the others flows out of it. Then the others flows. It's your relationship with him. So it's precious to me. It's valuable, my experience. With Jesus Christ. Bringing hope. Not my hurts. My future has been shaped by hope. Where you are today. It's all because that you've attained this hope. Made you what you are today. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody shout down hallelujah. hallelujah. I'm somebody. I'm somebody. Hallelujah. Because of the hope. Because of the hope. A Russian writer wrote the following. He was a novelist. He was a philosopher. In the 18th century, he wrote this. To live without hope is to cease to live. To live without hope is to cease. You stop living when hope is gone. You never say never. You never say no. Never say never. Because while there's a God, there is I can't hear you while there's a God there. There's hope. Now that accelerates my spirit. That energizes me. That puts a spring in my step. And a move within my body. Hey, there's hope. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope. hope. Wonderful. There's hope. Coming down to the scriptures and reading what we are repeating or sharing what we have just read now. The angel said, and you will call his name Emmanuel. He shall be called Emmanuel. That word Emmanuel literally means God incarnated, 
but it means the strong God is with us. Have you got it? It means the strong God is with us. There's one bit. Let me know. The strong God, not just God. There are many gods. But our one is the strong God is worth. I was doing my early walk yesterday morning around our place. We stay in a very posh place. Kaduna lifestyle. I brought two of my kadunas with me, lifestyles with me. You know, as I was walking and speeding along, I was pondering on this word, God, the great God is with us. It excelled me. It just gave me an extra spring in my step. It just vibrated within my spirit. When the thought broke through by the Holy Spirit that God is with you. Woo! Yes, son. Can this be true that God can be incarnated and be with us? Can it be true? Yes. Yes. God is with us. The Bible says in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 1, And in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. God. Becoming man. Indwelling the body. Taking up the body of man. So that he may live with us. Verse 14 of John chapter 1. And the word became flesh. And the word became flesh. He put on a body. And dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It says that he's put on flesh. We've seen him in the flesh. God putting on flesh to meet you, to meet me. So that you and I and the whole world. That was hopeless and in sin could have hope. God with us. Come on, please get it. Please get it. Youngsters, God is with you. Brother, God is with you. Brother, God is with you. Lady, God is with you. At the back, God is with you. Tall, dark and handsome, God is with you. God is with us. Hallelujah. God is with us. Because God is with us, we can act and perform wonders and miracles. Because the miracle worker is with us, in us, and through us. I must have told you this before. But it's worth repeating. It was last month. That I was on the phone to a lady. She's a relative of mine. She was all excited on the phone. Because the doctor after a sickness said to her and diagnosing said to her, you'll never walk again. 
you'll never walk again. I had a meeting about a year ago. She and her husband came to this meeting because we are related. Coming into the, 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 the meeting, she, she could hardly walk. She must be about the late 40s, statue 50s. She couldn't barely walk. Her husband had to assist her, carry her along, carry her along, carry her along. Couldn't walk properly, slowly, but surely dragged the feet. Came to a seat. It was almost impossible for her to sit down. They helped her to sit down. She couldn't on her own do it. In the meeting, the pastor said, oh, come on, preach. I got up to the platform. The Holy Spirit said to me, wait, the message can wait. Heal that girl. She was sitting in the front seat. Holy Spirit said, heal that girl. Not pray for that girl. Jesus never prayed for sick people. He healed sick people. He healed sick people. And the same power has been delegated and advocated to you as God's people. Please get it in here. Please get it in here because it's real. Because God is with us. God is with us. You see, the possibilities are limited, unlimited. Not limited, unlimited. If we know his presence, get to know his presence. Get to know the reality of the word. Get to know that God's word is actually true. It's true. It works. Holy Spirit said, heal that girl. I said to her, Stand up. But now she couldn't stand up. She was like an invalid. But her husband took her by her arm and slowly but surely lifted her up. She, she stood up. Stood up. Okay. I said, sit down. Oh, my goodness me. Sit down. I said, stand up. Husband took her by the arm, got up. I said, sit down. Husband let go stand. She stood without the aid of her husband. Stood up. I said, now sit down again. She sat down without any aid now. You see, he is with us. Not only then, but today. And last month I spoke to her. God healed that girl. She later on said, come along, come here. Walk up and she walked up and down. Hey, she walked up and down. Hey, what's happening? God is with us. Man, let's make this real and practical. Let's not go under. Let's not accept the lies of the devil. For God is with us. In our daily lives. In our Christian life. God is with us. Make it real. Make it tangible. Because God is with us. He said so. God is with us. Spoke to her last month. She said to me, Uncle Frank, you know, I've been going to the shopping center. I walked the entire shopping center. And her children with us, she's out walking them. Hallelujah. She said, Uncle Frank, I'm well. That happened a year ago, but today I'm very well. Whew. God is with us.
now that was my introduction. <laughs> so I, I only get paid, I get paid per minute, so that must be a good salary. I, I'll have to, um, what time does I stop? Jesus help me. Don't stop, thank you, thank you. Listen, I did not say that. But God, and God is always interested. This God that became man, put on a body and dwelt amongst us. Emmanuel, he's always interested in the cry of the hopeless and the helpless. And he makes a way, he makes a plan to get to them. I can tell my stories of despairs and hurts and pains and how the Lord gave me hope. Hope. When I was hopeless, he gave me hope. Took me out of the miry clay and planted my feet on the king's highway. The Lord always attends to those who are hopeless. It takes me book to the book, takes me back to the book of Genesis chapter Exodus, the book of Exodus chapter 3. God came to Moses. And he said to Moses, I have heard the cry of my people Israel. I have seen their affliction, and I've come down to deliver them. That was good stuff. Hey, where do you get this stuff? It's in the Bible. That's what I get it. Did you hear what I said? God says, I've heard Exodus chapter 3. Their cry. I have seen their affliction. Your affliction that you are going through, you are going through. God is acquainted with it. And God says, I have come down. That was a prophecy of Emmanuel, God with us. And he manifested himself in Moses. To do what? To bring deliverance. To bring hope. When the people heard about Moses, they were depressed. They were oppressed. They were suppressed and underpressed. But when they heard about Moses, there's a man called Moses taken out of the water. That's what his name means. A man named Moses that has come to free them. Huh? Huh? Did you hear? What? Moses. What about Moses? He's come to deliver. Huh? I was so down in the dumps. I was so miserable. I was so bound by these fetters and chains and these Egyptians uh, hammering me, making me work hard. But who, who? Moses. Next door neighbor, did you hear there's a Moses coming? For what? To deliver us? Neighbors, the cousins, hey, cuz, there's a Moses coming. Hey, brother, hey, there's a Moses. Hey, Jack, hey, do you know what? There's a Moses coming. What, what do you think happened in those camps? People were lit up. Their faces lit up. There's a joy that came into their heart. Delivered from their oppression and depression. Because hope delivers you from oppression and depression and suppression. It sets you free from anxiety. From fear. And hopelessness. Hope. Ooh, Jesus help me. Jesus help me. They heard the name. Moses, kids playing in the street. Hey, Uncle Moses is coming. Hey, Grandpa Moses is coming. Every time they mentioned his name, 
We were saying hope, 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 hope for the hopeless. God is visiting us. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, God's visitation hasn't stopped in the church. It hasn't stopped in our day. God is still visiting men and women. God is still visiting churches. God is visiting all over the show. Make him feel welcome. Make him feel welcome. Make him feel at home. Because you are his home. You are the home of the Holy Spirit. Make him feel at home. God found Moses. God found Moses. And do, do you see that Moses twelve. Twelve right? Twelve right? Yeah, okay. I'll cut off the rest of the sermon. You'll have you'll have to pay for when you come. Okay? Because the sermon isn't finished. So yeah, Moses is a type of Jesus Christ. What happened to Moses? When he was born, Herod declared that all the baby boys should be slaughtered, wanting to do away with Moses. Correct? Yes, he wanted to do away with Moses as a baby. Uh, sorry, not Herod, Pharaoh. Pharaoh, sorry, my apology. I'm human, please. I haven't got my wings yet, I'll get there. <laughs> Pharaoh said, kill all the babies. But in the Gospel of Matthew, Luke, again, Herod, Herod did the same thing. When he heard of this, this Messiah, this king that was born, he said the same word like, he says, kill all the boys under two, kill them. You see, when God raises up an anointed, it is the intention of the enemy to kill it and to destroy you. It's God's intention for you and I to live because you are the anointed. I'm not speaking about a special anointing. I'm speaking about the anointing that rests in the church. Each of you are anointed. Amen. You didn't hear me over here. I said each of you are anointed. Amen. Yes, you're anointed. When you're a child of God, you're an anointed child of God. And the devil wanted to destroy at the beginning, the book of Revelations, chapter 12. The woman that gave birth, this mystery of the woman that gave birth to a son. And the Bible says in chapter 12 that while the child, she was giving birth to this child, the dragon, the serpent, was standing right in front of her to devour the child right at birth the devil wants to do away with anything that is born and has God's anointing on it he wants to flaw the purposes of God he wants to flaw the plan of God so the earlier he can do it the better for him right at the beginning right at birth therefore it's imperative for us to put our guard up when we birth anything in Christ Yes, please, it's important. Because you don't know it, but I say it and prophesy it, that you sitting here, you are pregnant. That's what, what did you say now? Did you hear what I said? Boy, you are pregnant. The trouble is you don't know it. You are pregnant with concepts, with ideas, with revelation, with insight for things to come forth. 
still to go. You are pregnant with it right now. And the devil wants to stop you from bringing it forth. You want to destroy it now in your mind. No, don't do it. Don't. It's a waste of time. People won't listen to you. You are pregnant but with God. You are pregnant with talents, with giftings, hey? with leading, with teaching, with visiting, and with touching lives and changing people. You are anointed with that. You can touch people in my life presently as I stand here. I stand here a testimony to the living power of the Christ of God. I was dealing with a man that was down in the dumps. A man that was miserable. Misery all over his say. Grief all over. But for the last month I've been ministering and I saw a miracle. I saw a miracle. Like night and day. Like darkness and light. Like the world and God. I saw a miraculous change taking place because of the gospel. Because of the good news. Because I present hope. You have that ability today. Don't leave it for tomorrow. Don't forget about tomorrow. You failed. Don't worry. Go on. Bring hope to somebody. Bring hope to somebody. So, God with us, the hope of the world. Like Moses, God saved him. You see, Moses was the savior of the then world. He was the law giver. He was the fulfillment of prophecy. Because God says earlier on, I believe it's in Genesis where God says that my people will go into bondage for 400 years. Remember that prophecy? And then God says, I will deliver them with great prosperity. How is God going to deliver him? This was a prophecy concerning Moses and Moses didn't even know it. You don't even know what God has in store for you, man. So stop your misery, stop your long face, and stop your sadness, and stop your grief. Stop feeling sorry for yourself, because God, God has you on his mind. Even though you say, I don't know him, I don't want to. God has you on his mind. He's got a future for you that can change your lives and the lives of, this is real. I'm talking about experience. Moses was God's instrument delivered to, to deliver the people out of Egypt, remember? Jesus, the Bible says a prophecy being fulfilled about God's son coming out of Egypt, remember? The prophets prophesy that he will come out of Egypt, Jesus, when he was a little baby. So Jesus wanted to deliver his people out of Egypt as well. Out of Egypt, as Moses delivered them. Jesus want to deliver you because he is our hope. Now, I'm going to start preaching to you. Hey, these notes worked so hard on them. Larry knows how hard you work on notes. And boy, they are just smiling at me, laughing at me, saying, hey, you're not at the end yet, but I'm going to close. I'm not at the end yet. Let me end, close with this. 
Remember, Emmanuel, God, what? God, or the great God, remember that. Now, something very popular comes to mind. Something very popular comes to mind. Sometimes, we know the scripture says God is with us. But then the question arises. The question arises. Turn, to, turn in your Bibles to Judges. I'll close with this. Man. Close with this. Chapter 6, verse 12 to 14. Remember, he's the hope of life. And this is what Judges says. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. That's what the angel, again the angel. Angels are very active in the Bible, but they are very active in our lives. Sometimes we should have been involved in accidents, but the angel. About every night when my darling, myself, we pray, I appreciate the grace of the angels. For the, during the night, Lord, the angels. During the day, the angels. My angels are very busy looking after me. I don't know whether yours are sleeping, but you must wake them up. Give them work to do. Amen. Yes. That's right. Hebrews says that they belong to those who are heirs of salvation. Let your angels work. Said to Gideon, and he says, The Lord is with you, Emmanuel. The Lord is with you, Emmanuel. Mighty warrior, says to Gideon. Gideon turned around, Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Why has all these mishaps, disappointment, oppression, and suppression happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us over to Midian. The Lord has turned away from us. The angel said, go in this your strength and save Israel out of the Midianite's hand. I, am I not sending you? Go. Gideon's problem was the same problem we had and we have. We say the same, but uh, um, <clears throat> you with me? You, 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 what did you say? You, you with me. But now, if you're with me, why are all these things happening to me? I lost my wife. I lost my job. I'm divorced. One of my sons are in jail. I haven't got enough money to pay my rent. Even though I go to church and I don't tithe, but yet... You said you're, you're with me. So why are these things happening? Same happens in our lives. There are certain things that doesn't seem to happen. It doesn't matter how much you pray. Now there's no amen. It's the truth. They, people don't like the truth in the church. They want you to say nice things. Oh, no, it's the truth. There are certain things that I am praying that's not being fulfilled. But do you think I worry? I just get up and go on the next day. So we're asking God, why not, why not? You are with us. Manifest yourself. 
the angel said to Gideon, get up, go and deliver the Israelites out of the hand of the Midianites. Go. And the Lord is saying to you, irrespective of whether your prayers are being answered or not, or whether he's with you or not, you know he's with you. So you go. Do what God has commanded you, and you will. You will see the manifestation of God. Okay, let me try again. Go, and you will see the manifestation of God. But you must go. You must go. But Lord, the storm, Lord, the disappointment, he says, go. Whatever might lie before you, he says, go. For Emmanuel, the strong God, is with you. Therefore, you have hope. Hope for the lost. Hope for the hopeless world. You are a child of hope. Turn to somebody and say, I'm a child of hope. I'm a child of hope. Child of hope. Did you say to her, I'm a child of hope? Lovely, my little girl. Yes, man. Hey, yo. Just shout aloud. One, two, three. I'm a child of God. Hope. One, two, three. I'm a child of hope. Again, I'm a child of hope. Give the Lord a big hand.